0: welcome to the epiphany movement podcast to learn more about the epiphany movement visit us online at epiphanymovement.com thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoy today's talk from pastor drake nelson Be funny, I guess, if it wasn't so true <clears throat> into all of our lives. The sermon today, and it's going to be pretty short, um, but the sermon today is called The Sovereignty of God in Messed Up Families. I don't really know the 12 Days of Christmas song. I don't know. I hope you know the 12 Days of Christmas song, but on the 12th day, what do you get on the 12th day of Christmas? Does anyone know? I really I have no idea. Twelve days of Christmas. Anybody know the last thing you get on the twelfth day? We can throw this. Okay, that's the first day. All right, let's start from the first day. All right, day number one, you're getting a partridge, right? I don't know what a partridge is. So if you can help me, is that a bird? Really, it is. Okay, it's like a dove, I guess. Like kind of like a dove. Okay, it's like a it's a quail. Oh, so they want a quail and a pear tree. I got you. They just call it a partridge because a pear and partridge. I got you. Okay, it's a quail in a pear tree. And, and I don't know if you've seen any pear trees or not, but that would be pretty cool, you know, even that. But then put a partridge in it. We're really cooking. Day number two, you get two turtle doves. Am I right? All right. Um, if you need any turtle doves, just go down the road there. You'll find a turtle dove. I, I don't know how you're going to capture the thing, but, I mean, you can at least find one. I'll let you figure out the rest. Number three, we got three what? Three French hens, okay. They can't just be a normal hen. They gotta be speaking French. And once they're speaking French, you you can throw a couple more languages in there. They're gonna be okay. Fourth day, you got four drummers drumming. I do believe, right? No, okay. We got four. I don't know the song. We got four calling birds. I don't know if they're talking about a duck, a turkey, an owl. I can do a pretty good owl call, like. so like maybe that's what they got they got four of them um okay five gold rings right we got five golden rings just go down to i mean all the rest have been pretty difficult this is easy just go down to zales um bring your checkbook all right five golden rings let's get this on the road number six geese away so it's not, we can't just ride down the road and, and go grab a couple of geese from this house over here. Um, you know, the big lake with the pond and all the geese on it. We can't just do that. They specifically have to be laying. I don't know how that works. Like, hey, honey, I'm home. Um, I got you six geese. All right, hit it, geese. And they just oh, no, start laying. That would be interesting. But all right, we got the geese laying. Seven, now we got drummers drumming, right? Seven, drummer. Oh, my goodness. I'm, ter- I, I'm terrible at this, okay? What is drummers drumming? Does anybody know? Twelve? Oh well y'all didn't know this at the beginning. (laughs) Okay, alright, it's okay, it's okay. I forgive you. Seven swans are swimming. Do y'all know how expensive swans is? Swans are. I've looked into this because I used to work at a golf course called Swan Lake, and we was in the swan-making business, and we would, like, fence them up. And, like, as soon as somebody shanked a golf ball, that was, like, $25,000 loss because swans are really expensive. So you got to get seven of them, and then you got to get a lake and let them swim. That's tough. All right, number eight. You're looking it up on your phone. I love that. All right, maids of milking um is that like a cow is that what it's talking about like a cow okay all right uh, go out to back to the farming milk as a cow all right oh, that's cool um uh, i'd probably butcher it and have steaks for christmas but anyways number nine ladies, ladies dancing is ladies dancing okay all right i could I, I mean i don't know yeah we just went down to the club got seven girls dancing and said, come on i got christmas all right number ten Lords are leaping. I don't know where we're gonna get the lords, but I think the leaping would be pretty easy. All right, eleven. Piper's piping. All right. Uh. Uh. What is a is a pipe like? I mean, I know it's not like a smoke pipe, but like it's like a, a flute. Okay, so they're just playing the flute. Okay. All right. Um, Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, And then 12, we finally got the drummers drumming. So we're just heading down to Mississippi State University, getting the drum line. Y'all come on, and we're going to play for Christmas for my wife, all right? That'd be awesome. Well, they totaled and tallied how much it would cost in 2022, this year, if we were going to get all 12 days of Christmas, how much do y'all think it would cost? Does anybody have a guess? We got five golden rings, some French hens, which I don't... Uh, anyways, how much do y'all think it would cost? All right, who, who would say, say $50,000 or less? You raise your hand, all right? All right, $50,000, all right, $50,000 or less? I mean, that's a lot of money. $50,000 or less, that's a lot of money, okay? I saw a couple of people raise their hand, and you would be right. In 2017, in 2017, they did the same research and they discovered it'd be a little over thirty-four thousand dollars to get all twelve days of Christmas. But we're not in 2017 anymore. We are in 2022. So let's just go up to $100,000. If you're thinking it's going to be right there at $100,000, you just raise your hand. Right at $100,000, $100,000. Good guesses, good guesses. I would go with you. Final number, all right? Final number. Here's how much it would be. i got to get my notes out because it was a lot of money, and um, I know about $700, $745, but when it goes over that, um, I, I don't really can't fathom that. Okay, it's going to be... $194,951.59. That's how much in 2022 it would take to get the 12 days of Christmas. So whichever husband or wife is doing the 12-day Christmas challenge, kudos to you. That's, the <laughs> That's awesome. In the story, in the Scriptures, When we're looking at what's going on, we see a lot of different family dynamics come into play. And 12 family dynamics come into play that I want to bring out. Maybe you have one of these families. Maybe you come from one of these families. Maybe you have some of this family dynamic going on at your house. And I want to ask the question, is God sovereign in the midst of a, a family struggle that's not exactly all that it could be? And when we turn the page of Scripture, what we first thing that we see is that there's this woman who can't have a baby. And she's wanting to have a baby really bad. And, 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 and she goes to God and she prays. And then finally uh, uh, Gabriel comes and she says, Hey, look, you're going to have a, you're going to have a baby. Does anybody know the, the woman's name? Elizabeth, yeah, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, and Elizabeth gets pregnant and gives birth to John the Baptist, and maybe that's you in here, maybe you've come from a tried family, we tried everything that we can try, we tried everything that we know to do, spent tons of money, tons of prayers. There's a lot of guilt and a lot of shame, a lot of difficulty that goes there. But the next type of family, when we leave over, we have Mary and Joseph who walk into the scene. And Mary is going to go visit Elizabeth, right? And as soon as she gets there, what happens to the baby that's in Mary's womb? Does anybody know? Yeah, it leaps in Mary's belly. At the sound, Or or, I'm sorry, Elizabeth's baby leaps um, at the sound of Mary's voice. And right off the bat, that just shows us that, hey, look, life, where does life begin? Life begins, even in the Scripture, right off the bat, in Luke chapter 1, life begins at conception. That there's a baby that was in Elizabeth, and it just begins to jump for joy. And I know that's true, and in the same sense, I know that there are probably people that are in here who carry the baggage that, you know, when I was younger, I... uh, I did something that I'm not proud of, and um, I wish I would never. never, but you know, I had an abortion, and I think there's some people carrying that in here this morning. The guilt, the shame that goes with it, the not knowing. We also see from the Scriptures that, I don't know if you want to call it a, the, 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 the triune family, but I, that's what I call it, but there's a family of three. We have Elizabeth and Zacharias, the father, and then the Zacharias and Elizabeth have the son called John the Baptist, and it's just them three. It's just those three. Maybe that's you. Maybe you have a family. It's you, your spouse, and you have one child, and that's where you find yourself. The difficulty in that is that sometimes the parents can challenge each other to say, he likes me or she likes me more. I'm going to be the cool parent. I'm going to be the disciplined parent. Maybe you don't come from that family. In the midst of the story, eventually Mary sees an angel, and Mary is told, hey, you're going to give birth, but you're going to give birth to a child, and the child is going to be named Emmanuel. The child is going to be named Jesus, and Joseph learns about the story, doesn't he? And he's like, oh, goodness, what's going on here? And as he learns about the story, he says what? I'm going to divorce her, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it quietly so that she is not shamed. And when we read that story, it kind of seems a little weird because if they're only engaged, then why do they have to divorce, right? If they're only engaged to be married, then why do they have to divorce? And that would be true in 2022. But in that day, um, engagement was the exact same thing as marriage. Like once you got engaged, you were married. The only thing that, that you could not do, and um, I'll let your imagination figure out what you can't, could not do, but you was engaged for an entire time. It was the same thing as if you were married. Until you actually got married, then you could consummate your marriage. So they would have had to divorce, but he wants to do it quietly. And I know that like some people in here, maybe they have walked through divorce in their life and in their past. Maybe there are some children in here today that are going to bounce from house to house on Christmas. You're going to go see the mom. You're going to go see the dad. Maybe there are some adults who have walked through divorce. And maybe you didn't want it. Maybe you did Maybe it just kind of came your way, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going through that. I've been through that." And you're kind of trying to figure out, maybe right now even, how do I gotta go about Christmas? What do we do with it? It's just your story, and maybe you don't have um, uh, kind of going along with that. Um, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but but did y'all know that Jesus grew up in a single parent household for a lot of his life? And the reason I say that is because. We know that Joseph and Mary was alive. both were alive when Jesus was 12 years old. We get that in Luke chapter 2. But not too far after that, did y'all know that Joseph actually passed away? You say, Drake, how do you know that? And the reason I know that is because Joseph is not mentioned again after Luke chapter 2 as being alive. He wasn't there for any of Jesus' ministry, which began at 30. He wasn't there on the crucifixion nor the resurrection. He's never mentioned again. And historians tell us that actually Joseph would have passed away when Jesus was about 15 years old that's what the thought is behind that. And maybe you come from a single parent household in here. Maybe you're doing the single parent household right now. That presents a lot of struggles. When's the next check coming in? Is mommy or a daddy ever going to get remarried again? What should we do? What to do now? As a parent or you're just trying to figure out how to hold everything together, keep yourself emotionally aflo- afloat, trying to love again, learn to live? Maybe you come from the mixed family story where some family comes in and and, and, and a, maybe a dad brings in a daughter or two and a mom brings in a daughter or two and, and now we have a family living together that can be the most challenging of them all. We see a little bit after the story, we actually see something that's crazy that, that happens, but, but, but when Jesus is born, he comes and these certain type of people they come up to Jesus and they're like, Jesus, what's what, what? Like this is the child, this is the Messiah that has been born. And they look up and they see angels and the angels are going around and around and they begin to sing, "Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth among whom His favor dwells." And the people that actually got to see that, do y'all know who they were? They were the people known as shepherds, the lowest of the lows. They had no clout, no Class, they were thought by many to be undesirable, number one, untouchable. Unclean, unclean, unclean. And maybe that's a little bit about what your family is coming from. Maybe you had a tough life growing up. You didn't come from the greatest of families. Maybe you started from behind the cue ball. And when you say your last name, people go, really? You know, I really do hesitate to say this next one because um, I I know that, let me say it like this. I know a lot of you have lost people. And y'all need to. And we we need to be praying as a church for um, Tony, um, Mr. Tony, um, the 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 Fisher, Sammy and Becky and their family. They lost their father um, this week, and they're gonna have a funeral this week. Um, last week they lost their father, and they're gonna have the funeral this week. Um, it's Miss Becky's dad, Mr. Tony Fisher. He passed away. But death comes into the story, and there's nothing that I can say to help that because I don't really know what I would say the only thing that I can say is that only take. God is the only person that can get you through it um, there's a sermon that I listened to and a book that I read and the book um, is called A Grief Observed by C.S. Lewis and another book, and it's really good I recommend it, another book I read was um, Through the Eyes of a Lion by Levi Lesko um, I really don't have anything to say just besides that, Jesus is the only way you're going to get through it. <clears throat> in the story, we see a guy named James. Does anybody know who James is? James is the younger brother of who? Of Jesus. And it's said about James, you may not know this, but it's said about James that James never believed in Jesus. He like, always mocked him and, and ridiculed him. And it wasn't until Jesus died, it was Rose again, that James even put his faith in Jesus. And I and, and I and I and I read that story and I could just imagine, could you imagine living in the shadow of Jesus could all of your life like, okay, you made all haze in your report card, he walked on water. Like good luck. And, and, I, and I know that's funny, but I, like, I think about it relating to all of our lives. Like maybe we have a family member that we have always lived in the shadow of. We've always felt lesser than. If you could ever be like him, or if you could ever be like her, or if you could ever make what they made, or had a job like they had a job, or if you ever ever accomplished what they accomplished, and we are living in the shadow of a family member that, that, that frankly, maybe we can never get out of. I think it's cool because the video that we showed, it was the idea. You may know the story, but it's the story about the prodigal son running away. And maybe you are the prodigal son in here, the prodigal daughter. Maybe you are the child who ran away. You're the child who left. Maybe you have a child that left, that dropped everything that they had, who never speaks to you, doesn't care. Maybe they're dead. To you, maybe your dad to them. And it breaks your heart if you're the parent in the room. And you still pray for them every single day like this video said. And and maybe you're the one that ran away. Maybe you are the prodigal who who said, I'm leaving my family. I'm I'm leaving everything I know behind. And and, and I'm just going to live how I want to live. I can't deal with them anymore. And maybe today, right now, maybe you need to write back home. Maybe you need to send a, a phone call, a text message and say, I'm sorry. Maybe there's somebody in the room who has a family story of forgiveness that, that your family has done something wrong to you. And I, and I get this in the story. Could y'all imagine being Joseph in the story of the Christmas? Like, like like Mary comes to you and now you're Joseph. Put yourself in his shoes. And she says, I'm pregnant, but it's from the Holy Spirit. You're like, okay, you're yeah, right. Until an angel comes and knocks on your step and says, "No, no, no, no! Like really, like he, like I, like I, the Holy Spirit, is, the baby is from the Holy Spirit. You can trust her, Joseph, and you can marry her." And so Joseph's like, "Okay, I'll marry her," and and so he he does. But could you imagine still the difficulty even with it? Still, maybe some of you and and, and I know that Mary really didn't do anything didn't do anything at uh, at all wrong in the story, but, but maybe some of you actually do need to forgive someone who really has hurt you, who really has a family member. Because you're going to go home for Christmas or your family is going to come see you and you're going to be surrounded by all your family. And it's going to be difficult. And you're going to have to maybe extend the hand of forgiveness. Maybe you have some anger built up. And you're saying, but Drake, you don't know what they did and, and I don't. I can tell you what Jesus said. The same one who said about the prodigal son, he said, you know what? As the prodigal son came home, the, mother, the father was out there and he was just waiting for him to come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, son. And when the, the son finally came, the prodigal son ran out to meet him and gave him a ring. He said, you are still my son. And forgiveness was in an instant. <clears throat> we have a couple of more to go. Um, But I just kind of want to relash on this one. Um, There's going to be some of us, as we gather with our families, and and there's going to be an empty seat at a table this year. Maybe that's you. I just want to bring that up and let that sit for a minute. In Luke chapter 2, we have a prophecy of Anna that is in um, verse 36. It says, Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had only been married for seven years. So right here in this story, we have a widow. And maybe that's you in here this morning. Maybe you are a widow, your husband Passed away, or or maybe your wife passed away, and you're just kind of living. You're single. You don't really know what to do. You kind of just go and bouncing from place to place, and the love of your life is gone. But and maybe let me say it like this: maybe some of you aren't widowed uh, physically, but maybe you are widowed spiritually. That your husband or your wife, they don't go to church. They, 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 they are far from God. They don't know God. They don't, they don't have a relationship with God. And you're the only one in the household who has a relationship with God. And that can be tough. Yep. Yep, that can be tough. I could keep going on and on with a couple more families, and I'm not going to. I'm just, I just want to ask, what's your family like? What family do you come from? What's your family struggle? Think about it. What's your family struggle? Maybe you're like me, and you have a, l- a couple of each, each of them in there. It's not just one. It's I have a little bit of this and a little bit of this, a little bit of this. And you're asking the question, is God sovereign over my messy family? my difficult family, my hard family struggles. I want to speak to that. Um, I Brought with me, uh, I don't really know who this is, but I think that this is supposed to be Joseph. And when we have a nativity scene, we always like to have, you know, there's Joseph and he's kind of there with Mary. And let's see if I can find Mary. Um, I think we brought Mary, I do believe. Um, She's, yep, I think this is her. Um, wow, she's she's uh, shorter than Lottie Moon. <laughs> who knew? All right, <clears throat> you have them, and they're there at the stable. You've seen the the uh, the major scenes, right? And then you have the wise men who are coming from the east. So we'll just kind of put these over here, um, following a star, coming coming, to see Jesus. And what would you do without the star? I don't know what I'm going to do without the star. Um, we got a star. Uh, I brought a stick because they somehow all, they always have sticks when they're walking. I guess they can't walk. It's like a, you know, um, I don't know. But they they're walking with a stick. You always see a star. I, I don't have anywhere to hang this. So we'll just put this right here. The 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 star is always hanging right over baby Jesus. Like yeah, there he was, and we came right to him. And for some reason, we have a a donkey. Okay. Um, and, and this is, uh, there's always donkeys in every manger scene, and, and it's, it's, we got it here with us today, so, um, I guess this is the one that, that Mary rode, we have a camel in the back, and we all, almost brought it, it was too big, it was too heavy, and, um, last we got a little sheep, bah, and there's always a sheep in there, so we'll just, and they get along perfectly fine, the sheep and the donkey, they never complain, and, uh, they just, they love each other. And when we think about the, the manger scene, that's sometimes like, this is sometimes how we like to think about it, right? It's clean, it's, we got some a great pine straw, we have little baby Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes, and we have Mary, and we have Joseph, we have a couple of animals, the stars right above them, we have the wise men coming, or, or let's just call them shepherds, because the wise men really didn't get there until like a year later. So we have the shepherds that are on the way, and we have, like, we have this, these thoughts about, hey, this is what the manger was like. But it actually wasn't like this at all. They will probably went to a cave, a dark, wet, rat infested cave. And they were trying to get everything together. They finally found a little stable. They were like, hey, let's just put, let's put our baby, let's have this in a stable. It wasn't oh, silent night. No. The baby was screaming his head off like every little baby does. And they're trying, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. The lambs, the the the, the donkeys, if there were any, they're not just all peaceful. They're probably, you know, using the bathroom over here, probably edging up, trying to bite you. Hey, Do you have some food, Do you have some food. I mean, it was crazy the night that Jesus was born is what I'm trying to get us to understand. But in the middle of all the mess and all the uncertainty and all the... uh, I'm riding a camel all the way from Nazareth to Bethlehem. In the middle of it all, we have God's sovereign hand who is guiding every single way. And how was it guided? It was guided by almost 700 Old Testament prophecies. And in those 700 Old Testament prophecies, describing where, how, and why Jesus Christ would be born. Everyone was fulfilled the night that Jesus was, was born. And I say that just to say that God knew your family life before your family life got messy. They say that they followed a star. Um, they don't exactly know what the star was or where it was at. But a lot of people think the star was a star called Regulus. I have a picture of it up here. Um, And the funny thing is about Regulus is that Regulus is actually 74,000 light years away. So I don't know if you know anything about a light year. A light year is 176,000 miles per second traveled by one entire year. That's about 5.88 trillion miles that light would travel in one year. Do that for 74,000 miles, and that's how far this light, this star would be away. But the funny thing about the star named Regulus is that if in order to get to Jerusalem the night that Jesus was born, this Star would have had to leave. Did I say seventy-four thousand? I don't know why I said seventy-four thousand. I meant seventy-four light years away. So seventy-four light years away. This star would have had to leave seventy-four years before this star actually made it from where Jesus was born. I'll say it one more time. The light traveling one hundred and seventy-six thousand miles a second. If it's seventy-four light years away it would have had to have left 74 years before jesus was born to appear in our night sky for the wise men to follow and the reason i say this is because god knew everything in advance and in the same way he is sovereign sovereign over our christmas he's sovereign over our families he already knows it all in advance So maybe you're like, man, my family tree, it's kind of messy. And I would just say, you have a brand new family tree in Jesus. It's no longer a little bit about 23 in me. It's actually just three in me. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A drop of the blood is real. A drop of the spit is real. Your DNA is real. But Jesus' drop of blood that he shed on the cross, it's even more real than it all. And so my challenge today is this. I know it's a simple challenge, but it's this. is that though our families are struggles, we're going to have to get together with everybody. Maybe you have an amazing family and you just can't wait to see everybody. If that's you, great. But maybe it's not like that for you. But you're going to get together with your family this year. I would give you two challenges. I will say, number one, understand that if you are a child of God, your family resides in heaven. That, That Jesus Christ himself, that God the Father is your father. Challenge number two would be, do everything that you can to live at peace and to make peace with your family. Maybe you need to send them a call, write them a letter, apologize or forgive, but whatever that looks like, whatever that looks like. I think our Sunday school lesson this, uh, this, this morning was what? It was, if you don't love your brother who you can see, how in the world do you expect to love a God who you can't see? For you are a liar and the truth is not in you. Let's love well our families let's pray god thank you for everything that you've given us god we love you and we thank you for all the things that we have god we pray that though we probably come and all of us do we come from a a different mix of all the families that we study today god we pray that we know that you are above it all god that you're sovereign over it all and that you love us and you called us um, to be just like you and forgive and accept and move on with truth and in love in your name i pray amen and amen